This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. It is the Danny Mac Podcast. Glad you're with me today. Uh, only one show last week. Sorry about the short week. I may give you as many as three this week. Hell, I may do it every day because there is stuff happening everywhere and some unexpected things over the weekend that have me shifting gears and changing directions today. The answer, if you were to ask me, where were you when dot, 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 you got the news of something. My answer is the airport in Birmingham, Alabama, coming coming back from an Alabama LSU game in 2011. Now, what's the question? Where were you when you got the news of the Jerry Sandusky scandal at Penn State? That's the weekend the story broke. I was with my buddy Vandy going to see Bama and LSU. That was the first of two meetings between the two that year. They rematched for the national title game. Uh, we went to the 12-9 game in Tuscaloosa, LSU winning 12-9. And, yes, I had the over at Bet Rivers. That was a problem for me on that Saturday night. But it's it's referenced in uh, in some columns today regarding the Northwestern hazing scandal and the future of head coach Pat Fitzgerald because people are expecting coaches in this era 10-plus years now after Sandusky and Paterno and with, with recent evidence at Michigan State and in other programs of hazing and horrible behavior from university employees, medical staff, Etc., etc. There has to be a complete and thorough understanding, is what people are submitting, that everything is zero tolerance when it comes to hazing. There is absolutely under no circumstances any hazing allowed. And what happened in Camp Kenosha three years ago looks like it very well is going to cost Pat Fitzgerald his, his job as head coach after 17 years. At Northwestern. And this podcast could be dated by the time you're getting to it. He could have been fired by now, or maybe they announced they've suspended him for half the season without pay. Uh, whatever the case, my opinions are not going to change based on whatever Northwestern or any other you know, governing body might sanction on Pat Fitzgerald or the NU program. My thoughts are going to be the same. They will not change. I want to suggest, firstly, that it there needs to be a clearer definition for me of what constitutes hazing. Because if you're going to tell me hazing of any type is unacceptable, zero tolerance, I'm telling you, you're nuts. Because there are things as simple as asking freshmen to carry equipment or water. Or, or freshmen who occasionally 
if they don't hustle and practice, get the cold foot bath dumped on them in the shower. That That is hazing. Is that something you want eliminated too, the tradition of shaving heads in training camp? I've heard a bunch of recent uh, memories, people talking about traditions they had at the prep level or at the college level and when things crossed the line. Now, what happened allegedly with the Northwestern program in training camp three years ago, according to one former player who talked to the Northwestern uh, student newspaper, the Daily Northwestern, Yes, I'll get to my joke about that in, in just a little bit, but uh, said that it's a sexual assault. And immediately, everybody's heart just stops. It, your, your head sinks, and you hope it's not something terrible. And you wonder, what exactly does that mean? If, if genitals are involved, Jesus, those players who were a part of it, Man, oh, man, what the F are you thinking? I'll get to Fitzgerald and the staff's responsibility in this in a second. But what in the world are you thinking if it were to go that far? Come on, man. Really? But you also have, and I know this to be a fact, you have a disgruntled ex-player who's a part of this investigation, a guy who felt he didn't get a fair shot in Evanston, And there's a lot of support coming from the current Northwestern team. And again, I'm going to use allegedly here because the cat who sent the letter to NBC Sports Chicago asked to be anonymous where everybody says we are behind the coach. We absolutely support Pat Fitzgerald here. And, uh, how did how did the kid phrase it? What did he say about twisted was one of the adjectives he used to describe the allegations against? Yeah, exaggerated and twisted. Sorry, I'm having a tr- tough time reading my own notes on this. So if that, in fact, represents everybody in that locker room, that's that's a statement, I think, that needs to be taken into consideration. This is the current cast. Some of them were here. The university president, Michael Schill, has done a 180 in his consistent effort to demonstrate no leadership whatsoever. He says, over the weekend, I may have erred only giving Fitzgerald a two-week suspension because he failed to uphold the commitment to players and students. And he talked about institutional commitment to the student experience, and it's our priority to ensure all students, undergraduate and graduate, he notes, that they can thrive during their time at Northwestern. He said Coach Fitzgerald is not only responsible for what happens within the program, but also must take great care to uphold our institutional commitment. Clearly, he failed to uphold that commitment. And said, Michael Schill, I failed to sufficiently consider that failure in levying a suspension. You also failed to consider, not splitting your verbs there, to sufficiently consider. You're separating the helping verb to and consider. (laughs) He's not a medildo. There it is. I got the joke in. 
He also now has canceled Camp Kenosha going forward, which was a great idea. Get him off campus. Get him an environment, uh, you know, where they can completely concentrate. There was nothing wrong with Camp Kenosha. Camp Kenosha isn't the reason this hazing allegedly took place in the camp of 2020. Could have taken place in Evanston as well. Fitzgerald may lose his job over this thing. When Schill turns it around this weekend and says, I may have erred, it's starting to feel to me like he is succumbing to public pressure and feels he has to make a statement here. And it's likely the criticism, and I was part of this on my terrestrial show Friday as well, to full disclosure, I said it was a joke. They did it during the summer when he's going to be on vacation anyway. The suspension he was given two weeks was supposed to start Friday. And that's the silly thing of it. He's not exactly hitting his head against the wall in the middle of July. That is, is the one of the few down periods college and pro football coaches have. If you think you can do better than Pat Fitzgerald, Michael Schill, and uh, athletic director Derek Gregg, wherever Derek Gregg is today, I don't know, lots of luck. In 17 years, Pat Fitzgerald won 110 games and lost 101. Fire him not because he may have not known, and the, the, the phraseology over the weekend from Schill should have known what he should have known. Really, you got to know everything, and if you know it, you got to report it now. Yeah, they're going to make an example out of him. Fire him instead. Here's what I wish they would do. Fire him instead because you don't like what he's done in the last couple years. They won one game last year. They didn't win a game, the Purple Haze. Purple Hazers? Is that fair? They didn't win a game on American soil. They won in Dublin right out of the chute, and then they lost 11 in a row once they returned to the homeland. In 21, uh, the year prior, they went 3-9. and nine. So he's won four games in two years. He's four and 20. Fire him for that. Don't fire him for this. And don't, don't suggest as, as simply as you can, zero tolerance on hazing. Because it needs to be more clearly defined for me. Anything of sexual contact is unacceptable, okay? I'm not a caveman. But if you're talking about carrying equipment or, or, or making guys run more or, or making guys wear pink, although there's going to be people, come on, you're inferring that you're implying, not inferring one were to infer. If I imply that pink represents women and women are weak and it's, you're being a girly Well, they painted the locker rooms, the visiting locker rooms forever in Iowa city pink. When the football teams came in at Kinnick stadium, I don't know if they stopped doing that. They probably did. But if you're going to go that far, you are really asking, you're, you're, you're wanting it both ways because you're wanting cavemen on Saturdays. And that's what's missing here in the equation. We want those guys to be violent, act now emotionally and with, with reckless abandon to unfurl your punishment on the opponent. And when a quarterback gets hit out of bounds by an opposing player, and nobody on your team's offense goes and grabs that player by the neck and tries to throw him down. You're the first guy out of your chair saying, 
Where's the rest of my guys to support our 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 guy? Where are our offensive linemen? Why is it's a sport where guys are rewarded for being violent. You you miss that. So many people miss that. The Michael Schills of the world who are going to be off with his head and the, the self-righteous media who've never earned a varsity letter. I'll go ahead and play the Uncle Rico card. F you. Because uh, it was real there too. And I saw innocent hazing at the amateur level that was harmless and was good for the team. I won't bore you with the effing details. I'm telling you, you're living in a dream world if you think you can have it both ways. And you can ask guys, be violent, be emotional, inflict physical pain. Football is an ugly game. And you want these guys to step off the field and not have silly traditions? You you want them to just act according to what is normal. What's normal in a corporate world? What's normal in your work world? It's not their world. I loved it a few years ago when people said Richie Incognito should be executed. When uh, Jonathan Martin, the tackle, couldn't make the Dolphins. And Incognito dehumanized his teammate in training camp because that's the kind of player Richie Incognito was. He was a nasty MFer. Bill Romanowski was a nasty M. There, you, there are guys like that who are effective in their craft. And I hear people. I heard people at the time talking about, well, Jonathan Martin, you got to go to human resource. Human resources. This is the NFL. You're trying to make an NFL roster. So you're called a pussy. You're called the F word. You're called racial slurs. Is it acceptable? Not in your world and not in mine. In theirs? Is it right that it's acceptable? No, I suppose not. But again, you're wanting it both ways. You want them to take the head off somebody, and then you want them to just be mild-mannered and not say things when, you know, I'm getting off topic here. And I, I had a feeling that would happen because I get emotional over the issue because I think to a better degree than many of my broadcast and print media brethren, I think I understand what happens between the ears out there a little bit better. I've been around guys who played it at the highest level for 40 years almost. And, you know... Piss on it if you want, but I played high school football at a high level <laughs> and and coached for a couple years and covered it and got to know NFL coaches and picked their brains and NFL players. Pat Fitzgerald has done more at Northwestern as the head coach than any guy in his in the what I think he's the 29th head coach there. He's the second most tenured head coach in the Big Ten behind Kirk Ferentz. This dude has won 10 games there three times in his career. 2012, 15, and 17. Three times, and I know they play more games in recent years. Three times. Northwestern won 10 games under Pat Fitzgerald. It took Dennis Green five years to win 10 games. Crowd his ass. 
Dennis Green, 81 through 85. <laughs> Dennis Green's Wildcats went 10 and 45. His successor, Francis Pay, won 13 games in six seasons. 13 and 51. I remember those years. Be careful what you wish for. Michael Schill, Derek Gregg. This wouldn't be happening if Jim Phillips were still the Northwestern Athletic Director. Phillips would have squashed this. They got Gary Barnett in 1992, and that began to turn it around. You know, Barnett wasn't a 500 coach there either. Blondie, all the great things he did, and the the the, the purple snarlers of 95 when Pat Fitzgerald was a junior. He got hurt, didn't get to play in the Rose Bowl game against Keyshawn Johnson and USC, but that was a magical year. 0-2 in the postseason for Gary Barnett. Randy Walker, the late Randy Walker, 99 through 05. He also was a sub-500 coach. 37 and 46, 0-3 in bowl games. Pat Fitzgerald's won five bowl games. Careful what you wish for. His presence has ingratiated the alumni and supporters of Northwestern enough where they can afford an $800 million stadium project and they can compete and he can get enough players in game plan enough to win enough games to get to bowl games. He's won four straight bowl games. Be careful what you wish for. Do I think he's a good coach, head coach? I don't think he's a great head coach. I think these last couple of years are a better reason to fire him than the hazing stuff. I really do. But I'm telling you, I, you know, remember Tim Beckman at Illinois? Be careful what you wish for. If you're rooting for his professional execution here, be careful. Because he's held it together enough with not enough talent at the most important position on the field either. If you've seen Northwestern in the last couple of years, the trigger man has not been very exciting as a passer. And when they're, they're little running backs year after year, are their most, or the super back, sorry, it's wild catching. You know, I'm a fan of the program. I, I disqualify nothing uh, prior but I, I should let you, I'm emotional about it because my high school coach, Dave Shelbourne, was the quarterback there in 69. And Northwestern always was trying to be the little engine that could and a student body, a fraction of the size of the football factories or, or even IU and Purdue. And they were always, they were always the placostomous cleaning the algae at the bottom of the aquarium. They were always the doormat. So when Barnett got these guys good, uh, and I was at their surprising win over Glenn Foley in Boston College in 92 or 93. It was exciting. It was exciting to see them beat Notre Dame and Michigan back-to-back -back in 95. It's exciting to see them go play Peyton Manning in Tennessee in a bowl game the following year when Fitzgerald returned and was healthy. It's a pro town. Not a lot of people jumped on board as many. I, I got season tickets for a couple of years. I was up there all the time. I had a blast going to see Blondie's, Gary Barnett's Northwestern teams. Uh, and the same with Randy Walker. Haven't gone up as much in the last 10, 15 years, but uh, I'd love to see the program do well. But if you think you can do a lot better, good luck. 
Good luck if you get your wish and Pat Fitzgerald uh, gets his head placed in the guillotine. I, I think it's it's a colossal opportunity for you to go backwards. I don't love everything about him. I, I think the running around and pumping guys up, I, that's a bit much for me sometimes. I don't like how he thinks with his dick instead of his head uh, and goes for it way too often. He went for it in a bowl game he won in his own territory. It might have been the pinstripes bowl a few years ago. It's nice to be in a situation where you can criticize a Northwestern head football coach for a decision he made in a bowl victory because Barnett didn't win one and Walker didn't win one and Coach Agassi didn't win one and John Pont didn't win one. Yeah, be careful what you wish for. This is going to play out in the next few days when Michael Schill gets together with the university Senate and everybody on the board of trustees so they could decide the fate of their head coach who didn't know or didn't report or both the incident at Camp Kenosha, which is no more because Michael Schill says it's no more. Football season is almost back. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast today. I want to thank Adam Delavitt who was in charge of everything at Bet Rivers Podcast Network and Sam Michael, my producer. Uh, the Cubs and Yankees series, I'll get to that. You know, nothing crazy dramatic that I needed to get to today. This Pat Fitzgerald stuff is top of mind. We may even have news by the end of the day, so I wanted to do that first. There will be baseball Nuggets aplenty. There's a long way to go during the baseball season, and nobody won or lost anything over the weekend. Thank you for listening. I'm Danny Mack. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mack Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.